gonna be weird yes hi i'm amy and i'm chris and, and we're, we're sonosphere you're listening to wyxr 91.7 on your fm dial all calls other than properly placed attorney calls may be monitored and recorded <laughs> we're Welcome to Sonosphere today on WYXR 91.7. My name is Amy and I'm your host today. And we have a special guest today, Joe Rainey. He is a powwow vocalist, musician, and he also is a member of the Red, Na- Red Lake Nation from Minnesota, currently residing in Wisconsin. But um, he's going to be visiting Memphis this Friday. So we're going to feature an interview that I did with him yesterday and a few tunes from his latest album. So stay tuned to Sonosphere right here on WYXR 91.7.
You're tuned into Sonosphere right here on WYXR 91.7 FM and on the web at WYXR.org. My name is Amy and I'm here every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. And we are listening to Midnight Express. This tune is called Ojibwe Style Sidestep and that is the language that Joe Rainey is also has used and uses in his with his latest album Ninetta, which comes it's already out. Um, and Joe Rainey will be at Crosstown Green Room in on Friday. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this because at the top of the set we also heard his tune um, from his latest solo album. So it'll be his also first solo album. Um, the song was Be Sun, B E Sun, and um, I interviewed him yesterday about the going solo uh, about his work recording and archiving um, powwow powwow music and powwow vocalists um, really trying to keep the tradition going and live and and tell more people about it Um, so I'm going to be playing more of his tunes but also some tunes that uh, with other bands and groups that he's worked with like Midnight Express uh, like Marijuana Death Squads who we just heard uh, before this, with Ewok Sadness, um, and others like Iron Boy, um, Bonnie Bear, actually, uh, Justin Vernon has worked um, with him because he's also signed this new album to Justin Vernon and the Desner Brothers People um, label, uh, and it was produced by Andrew Broder, and so Nineta, it's really something, it's beautiful to me, it's something I haven't heard a whole lot uh, before, um, and I think that's kind of the point. He, he wants Joe wants to get the word out, wants to share um, powwow, and um, kind of showcasing it in this more contemporary electronic experimental fusion <laughs> with it. So let's hear from Joe Rainey uh, in our interview yesterday. And so stay tuned right here to WYXR ninety one point seven. I just got back this morning. Um, I had a show last night in uh, Minneapolis, and uh, I just uh, drove home this morning back here to Green Bay. So, yeah, I'm very busy, yeah. Yeah, sure. My, my name is Joe Rainey, and I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota, but I currently reside just outside of Green Bay in uh, the Oneida reservation with my wife and my my children but it's a four hour drive uh east of the twin cities uh, but my home reservation is uh, red lake which is a four hour drive north of the twin cities um so uh, that's where i'm from uh, i grew up born and raised in uh, the urban environment and uh yeah I've, uh, i learned powwow singing from there and um yeah, it took me. It has taken me many places. Tell tell me about powwow because I don't think that's something that folks would be super familiar with powwow music. So just to kind of very basic, uh, can you give us a kind of a background of of powwow? Sure, uh, powwow. A powwow is a, a social gathering um, put on by uh, local indigenous communities across the country, uh, across the continent. There are many celebrations that happen during the summer but there are some that happen during the winter as well um, i wouldn't categorize it as super ceremonial uh, it's more uh, communal 
where it's like you know the community inviting the community into uh you know just um partake in a, a small part of our contemporary culture i would call this a powwow very contemporary to uh, native uh, practices uh, there are private things that go on um you know seasonally throughout the whole continent i'm pretty sure with indigenous peoples with their their, uh, their seasonal ceremonies that they they have but um that's that's for us to have and, and you know keep to ourselves but uh, i feel like personally powwows are, are for for everyone to to come and enjoy um, yes there is indigenous culture in front of you yes there are certain things that cross over from you know okay to be handled by non-indians and not okay to be handled by so there's certainly you know objects or you know things that that, that cross over between powwows and ceremonies but um what I do is I'm a powwow singer. So um, there's just powwow drum groups, numerous powwow drum groups out there, um, either, you know, that are, you know, singing right now or um, in the past. So um, my passion is with the music. Uh, I learned how to sing powwows uh, when I was really young. Um, that's not always the case. Uh, there's not like a certain age where you have to learn it. Um, there's lots of, uh, grown-ups who learn how to sing as well which is which is fine but uh, i guess that's a quick synopsis of what powwow is but it's it's uh sometimes pedestalized as something mystical and you know oh, the, the noble indian you know like uh, the noble indians uh singing and that you know it's just more of a a common uh practice that has been going on for you know last pretty strong uh the last 30 40 years and um you know, that's where part of what the album is is um as a premise to you know what we do yeah so let's talk about that album too um how do you so ninjeta is that how you say uh nineta and it means just me nina nina nineta yeah nineta yeah it means yeah, it means just me. Um, Ojibwe is a very uh, descriptive lang language, uh, lots of verbs. Um, so this uh, there's a loose translations of some things, but this was um, meant to be described as you know just just me. That's like who I am. How did it come about? So you, I know that um, you're in Wisconsin and um, Minneapolis. Had, was the home of the producer who who worked on it with you. Can you kind of talk about how the album came about? Because there's a lot of recordings, and you've been recording Pow Wow for a long, long, long time. Yeah. So talk about how the the album came about <clears throat> and how those that archives played a role. Yeah, uh, the producer you named is uh, you know his name is Andrew Broder, and he's from Minneapolis. And people have probably heard of him before, but like you, you said to open, like you, you kind of didn't never heard of me, but that's not on purpose. Like I was never trying to be a solo artist. Um, that was never the intention. Um, I've always been a part of a group. Uh, so, you know, being a part of a group, you know, you're traveling around with you know, 10, 12 guys, you know, eight at the least, you know, um, but you're traveling to different powwows and you're, you're singing. So, you know, that's, that's one thing, but the, the album came about with, 
with with uh, Andrew uh, over the quarantine, I was taking some classes that um, put me in a different position other than uh, recording power music. That was I was more interested in recording power music and learning the technical um, procedures or you know terms to use or you know, whatever. But um, I I took a I took a class. It was a prereq. It was a requisite. Um, I didn't think very much of it. Like I was kind of was going to go into this class a mediocre beat maker, and then come out this super producer. <laughs> like you know, I, it was nothing like that. It was just you know, very you know getting by with very simple beats and you know just getting my grade. But uh, there was a portion of the the class where they asked us to make a, a world beat. And you know I, I didn't know it was coming, but I was hoping it was coming because I knew I. You know that's that's me. I guess you know if you're going to classify what what we do as world music, I guess that's us. Um, I I did something to a recording that I made and I sent it to Broder just as a reference. Like, hey, do you think you know, you think you can come up with something like this? But like you know, I wasn't right away. Let's make a whole album full of this. <laughs> it would. I, I, it's it's you know the best things don't happen that way. I guess. Um, we were very laid back about how we were approaching the ways that we were going to uh, continue with the album. And it started as, you know, figuring out what each other wanted out of it. I think he was unclear on what I wanted uh, at first. But once we had a few conversations about what I uh, was asking of him, um, it clicked on his own. He texted me one day. He's like, man, you know what? I finally just figured out, you know, what you've been saying to me. Um, First and foremost, he wasn't trying to appropriate. Uh, he knows he knows his role, um, and it's it's always been respectful with me. So um, I knew that he would treat that with respect. So that was part of the reason why I asked him. But um, it just started as you know him sending me some some rhythms or some tempos, um, like eight eight or you know ten minutes long, just straight you know just. Uh, thinking, thinking periods of time. Uh, what I did was I sat with what he sent me for however long I, you know, replay it many times of not even coming up with anything. Uh, but I just uh, started to explore the creativity of what you hear. Um, I knew that I wanted to achieve something different, but I, I really wasn't expecting to make what I did, what I did. Um, but it all became pretty expressive of how I was feeling at the time. And that was you know, in quarantine, you know, um, still fresh off some, some close losses in my, um, my family circle. Um, and so it was just, it was like a dig in, look inside point in time for lots of people. And, um, it was weird. It was a weird point in time because it was like, man, we're always home. Like, you know, how many times am I going to do that one puzzle? You know, <laughs> like there was just there's just lots of things you were going through with your mind, and it was like you have to. I, I just kept reading, you know, reading, you know, exercising your mind, um, and you know, the powwows and things didn't stop. We were, you know, natives were finding ways to uh, go on social media and you know, sing in front of cameras, and you know. There's there's lots of different things going on still, and I wanted to be productive in some sort of way, uh, but 
I really just had enough time to go back and, and look at my mental post-it notes and kind of think like, hey, man, if I'm going to be collaborative and have these homies who kind of know that I'm into music, but like power music is different. Where, you know, like I said, like no one has really heard of it. No one's you know, heard of Joe Rainey, which I never expected them to. I'm not out here for people to know my name, but uh, it was it's very kind of hard to find if you don't know where to look for it. So uh, just thinking about you know, who I am as a, um, a collaborative person uh, going to you know, Eau Claire's Music Festival and, and you know, collaborating with this or, this or that person. Um, I had time to think about, you know, what's the next step? I, you know, is there, a, am I just going to keep up showing, am I just going to keep showing up doing the same thing? You know, um, I, but I did feel like I had, I had something more to say than just um, showing up and singing, you know, the normal song with our drum. Uh, I felt like there was an opportunity there to really explore the possibilities of, you know, what that could be. And there's a lot of, like we wouldn't be able to keep this archive going without your support. Donate online today at wixr.org. Um, and I, I'm really sorry for not for butchering all these names, but the Bezigo tune. Bezig, uh, So, so Bezig, Bezig, Z H Bezigo. Yes. Um, Bezig, Bezigo. Uh, the 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 word Bezig in the Ojibwe language is the number one. So this was kind of like the one. Um, so we kind of like, we didn't build around this song. Uh, there was like, a, I think one or two songs before this. But once, uh, once you know, he sent me this and I finally put like, this was the song where like, I kind of tried to make something different. And this is this, then that's what came out of it. And after the first couple mixes, you know, sent back and forth, um, and we kind of thought about then you know the next steps. It was always just you know well, well, okay, we're just gonna take this step by step, and um, we weren't really too you know, high on waiting on like oh we gotta cross our fingers, hopefully everything works out, or you know I just I'm just playing it cool. Like I like we made something really cool. Uh, I'm gonna have to forego a lot of uh, personal inhibitions about being a solo artist <laughs> <laughs> um um and you know we're, we i just we wanted people to hear what we created so that's you know the, the thought behind um how it came about really is just um completing it and, uh, and thinking about you know what, what does this mean for powwow singing going forward what does this mean for powwow music going forward um am i ready Am, am I ready to be out there like that? You know, um, so I, I have to um, stand my ground when I'm talking about the music because that's what it's really all about. Uh, yeah, people see me by myself, you know, traveling by myself, not with any of my drum group members. Um, so a lot of people see, you know, me traveling by myself and just doing things for, for myself. But uh, the passion I have is, is for the music. Like I said, there was, you know, 40 to 50 years worth of music and Pala albums out there and they don't have a place to live. Um, I come from a, a city that has a homeless person uh, community. I won't say problem. 
um, because it's, it's it's not a problem to not be housed. Um, it's, um, it's a choice. And uh, some people, you know, don't take the time to recognize the homeless, you know. So I don't want to say this without acknowledging, you know, the crisis that is, you know, homelessness. But Power Music doesn't have a home. The only place it has is with uh, power singers themselves and what we can accumulate and like hang on to, uh, whether with our, you know, our, our brains or physically with uh, physical copies of, you know, old power music or power uh, recorded tapes, um, you know, just randomly finding stuff. Um, just uh, that's where my passion is, is with power music itself. Um, so, you know, thinking about what this album could do, um, hopefully it could track uh, Paula music into a better future, uh, especially for, you know, people who don't know who it is or what it is and, you know, what it can do or what it is, what has it done. Uh, so, so I, I'm, I'm taking this opportunity to advance the music, but I'm not alone. There's, there's um, lots of, people like myself, men and women, who are very passionate about power music, who uh, record and capture themselves. And um, I think it's time for, for us to really, you know, take the reins from some of these people with all the money. Yeah. <laughs> telling, them what, <laughs> telling them what to do with it. So, um, well, you yeah. mentioned, uh, so I was going to ask, what do you think it would do for power music? And you answered that. But the way you approached powwow music in terms of creating electronic sounds more experimental sounds incorporating you know um strings and you know you said i think in an interview before like you wanted this to be loud and slap people in the face so the the the, the right yeah you look you're, you're looking at it right there yeah. that's the answer is marijuana death squads <laughs> that's that's the inspiration behind the loud nice that's that's 100 percent inspiration behind allowed had the opportunity to sing with marijuana death squads early in my um my meetup years with the homies and um they just were, you know ryan olson just was you know he's created this orchestra of noise with marijuana death squads and um you know he once he heard you know what we could do i'm pretty pretty sure he had it in his mind like hey man we got it you know if any I wonder if any of them are down and he's probably just like we you know drawn back like i don't think any of them but like no i'll do it <laughs> you know i'll i'll do it right and if you want to hear what it sounds like you know let's you know hell yeah let's do it so the first time i did it man it was it was a smash i you know i felt amazing i felt like you know usually when we're singing and like we're singing like all in a group and it's pretty loud you know so with the drum right there and everything uh, but you know, with you know four sets of drum kits, you know four dudes on electronic synths or pads, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know guitarists or whoever he has at the time, um, it's all going at once. And for me to just go there and just sing as high and loud as I can, it was pretty like releasing. So I knew, I knew that if you know I could have a few tracks dynamically where I could draw back but then i knew i could have like one or two where i could just let people have it and that's amazing because you can also when music is loud like that you feel it physically too and it just brings yeah, it to I another wanted, level yeah yeah i wanted people to 
a lot of people to feel in their in their chest. I don't want to. I did have an instance at this taping of this thing coming out. It was at Seventh Street Entry. It's kind of a smaller room with a huge, huge sound. And uh, sometimes those those vibrations hit people to where they actually, you know, they fall out, they faint, or they, you know, they. Wow. I had one of those instances. I don't. I don't want people to get hurt. <laughs> I don't want. I want people to get hurt. She was fine. It was okay. But you know, I do want. I do want it to. To you know, like I say, ruler over the knuckles. Even though that's like abuse and shit, but like, oh, ruler, ruler over the knuckles. You know, that's that's what, that's what I kind of want to do with this. And um, even when you're listening to like the the album itself, if you can get through a a full headphone listen got some ears on you <laughs> yeah you are tuned in to sonosphere right here on wyxr 91.7 and on the web at wyxr.org you're listening to my interview with joe rainey and he has his latest album is out now on the people label and uh, it's called Nineta. and uh joe rainey will be at the crosstown green room this friday um and so that's really exciting too. And I just wanted to jump in here. We're going to hear a PSA and then we're going to get to a couple of songs. So the people label is started by uh, Justin Vernon and um, the Desner brothers from the national, uh, the band, the national. And so, um, you know, Joe also sang with Bonnie bear on his song called we, and so we'll hear that tune coming up. Um, and we'll also hear from the medicine singers, which is another uh, group that is really lifting up the voices of the indigenous people of America. So we'll hear that coming up also right after this PSA here on WYXR 91.7. Are you an education professional looking to land a job before school begins? Are you interested in joining a community committed to change? Teach where it matters most. Teach 901. Job opportunities and more at teach901.com. The ordinary 
You're listening to Sonosphere right here on WYXR 91.7 and on the web at WYXR.org. We are a nonprofit community radio station. You can become a member of the station by going to WYXR.org slash donate and give it any level you can. We are here because of you and we are wherever you are. So thanks for tuning in. I'm here every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. Today I'm featuring the interview uh, with Joe Rainey who uh, is a powwow vocalist and he's releasing his first solo record or has released it and um, it's kind of a mix of powwow which is the indigenous culture of music and dance with experimental electronic production um, produced by Andrew Broder and uh, I talked with Jane uh, Joe already about that album um, and then next we're going to talk a little bit about him coming to Memphis. Uh, Joe will be here on Friday, May 26th at the Crosstown Green Room. So let's get back to our interview with Joe Rainey right after this song ends by the Medicine Singers and this tune is Sunset. So stay tuned to the BYXR 91.7. you something and I wanted you to react to it. This is from Oliver Sacks's Musicophilia um, book. Um, Anthony Storr in his excellent book Music in the Mind stresses that in all societies a primary function of music is collective and communal to bring and bind people together. People sing together and dance together in every culture and one can imagine that having done so around the first fires a hundred thousand years ago the primal role of music is to some extent lost today when we have a special class of composers and performers, money people like you were saying, with the rest of us often reduced to passive listening. Do you agree with that? Or what is your reaction to that? Well, that's why it's like, uh, I mean, when I think about how far power music goes back, I kind of you know, stop somewhere to where I feel like I'm romanticizing what I'm doing. Like, oh man, just think behind the first fires, there was this, like, right, right. Like, I can't, I can't, yeah. I, can't, I, can't I can't take, I mean, that, that was a very serious hot take by Mr. Was it Oliver, what's his name? Oliver Sacks, but it was Somebody. actually written by Anthony Storr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Tony, you know, has to <laughs> liven up his language. He, he has to write a book, understand that. But yeah, it is it is communal. It's it's the it's the you know the, the basic foundation to a lot of cultures is you know music and their ceremonies and the way that they um, bring people together. So I, I I just you know I think over time it just that that point of view just changes because you have to think about um, the survival of like who we are like ancestral beings that's like basically who you know we are and who we practice you know what we practice is you know it's 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 old you know i mean oral tradition is 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 pretty old 
And, you know, I think just a lot of uh, respect for what we know is, is being spat back in our face to say, you know, we're not the original inhabitants of, you know, where we call, you know, what we've called home for, for a long time. And I, I know, I know natives have migrated from the original home place, homelands. I'm aware of that over time, but, you know, we do have our creation stories. We do have all these different stories that, you know, we hold on and people never know about. So what people see in public is, is what they know about us, what they see in Hollywood is what they know about us. Um, what, what they think, what we're doing is what they were told what we're doing. Uh, there's never been an instance of where we're saying, Hey, dude, we don't chant. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Chanting is, in, is a, an a, a explanation of what we do, but to the people who do it, it's not a term at all. Right. So there's, there's some, there's some division there. You know, there's, there's some, there's some time lost. There's some information lost. There's a lot of respect that has been lost, but there's was never barely any given. Like we're, we're always latching on to this, you know, one native that we see, you know, or that one, you know, that we're always just trying to um, associate ourselves with the, with the first native thing that we see. And that's kind of sad. Like, I don't want to, uh, you know, people are appreciative of what we do, but I feel at the very same time, we haven't been given that chance to speak for ourselves. And I think, you know, what he's saying is, is more of like, oh yeah, it's there. It's, you know, we just have to go find it. But it's like, you know, when are you going to ever, when are you ever going to give the platform to people to tell their own story? Right. And that's where I think, you know, we just stay boxed in, in, in a, some musical book to just, you know, oh, we were in the past, you know, <laughs> like, nah, dude, we're, we're very much in the future. We're trying to get rid of all the, let's see, all the, you know, let's see my, these are my latest pickups I, I keep over here, you know, so like, you got, you know, when, when I'm digging around, when I'm digging around, I always see guys like this. I always see t uh, Tennessee, Ernie Ford, you know, every, everywhere, you know. And if I get lucky, if I if I get lucky and I find something native, I find the Pocahontas uh, sing-along tape, Disney's Pocahontas, you know. So those are, those, you know, that's just a very basic uh um icebreaker i guess i like to do is like these are the you know the only options i find yeah going places looking for old stuff i mean look at i mean tennessee ernie ford i'm pretty sure he's a, a great guy but man i find endless amounts of tennessee ernie everywhere good for him i'm glad i mean if it tennessee ernie's uh he's out there can i find let's see if i can pull anything from my collection that's nearby, that's a politics. Yeah, can I find this anywhere? Nice. Southern Thunder, Southern Thunder. Listen to the Thunder. This is Indian House Records, a classic uh, label for, for for native musicians. Okay. Indian House Records. They, they this guy, he's he's passed away, but his his estate or someone keeps running his website, mailing these 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 out. But. I, I and this is probably the the label that I find that I might find in a record store, but there's like a what my point is, is that you just can't find this stuff anywhere, you know. So if I'm teaching you know, a group of young kids, I can I can point to YouTube, I can point to you know some of the the platforms to to go and listen, 
you know, I can do that. But then again, there we are with, you know, non-indigenous ran companies, you know, it's like, you know, my, my kids, the kids who I'm teaching can go look up a, a powwow singing on YouTube and a dang uh, German powwow will pop up. Like what? Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, you know, I just feel like there's, 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 a, there's lots of things to be gardened out with the garden, you know, some, some gardening yeah. to do. And I just, I feel like it's, it's been long overdue and um, I have the time to do it. Just kidding. I, I really just, I really just I have a passion for the music and a passion for, for old, you know, old, old music itself. But my archive is, is something to take care of as well as other people's archives are. Uh, I'm not the only one with millions of tapes. Uh, there's, there's tons of tapes out there that have yet to be converted, even to be, you know, to be treasured forever. Um, but man, it's just like, People, we've been put we've we've been put against each other. If you know, if hey, do you got this album? Maybe, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Why do you need to yeah. know? Like, like, come on. That's because there's only there's not that many copies, and there's always that fear of just someone just hanging on to your copy. So it's like, I, it's a dilemma, a little bit of a dilemma too. So I'm just looking to solve all of that with my, you know, ongoing. Uh, crusade for native music well it's beautiful what you've made um and i want you to to tell us where we can get the album um yeah you can get Nineta on any uh music listening site youtube music uh bandcamp is a great way to support us i love people at bandcamp um yeah, on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, TV. But you can watch our visuals that we have, uh, view the videos on yeah. YouTube. Um, I also have a SoundCloud, okay. uh, Joe Rainey Sr. I have a SoundCloud, which has like a lot of my newer digital recordings. I do have some tape on there, but I do, I did, you know, make it out. And I do record, do record digital now. <laughs> but I've always kind of had a digital recorder like ever since the, the MP3 digital recording mm -hmm. days. But now I have a, I'm set up now. Um, I love music. I love power music. Uh, but Nineta was was just a, a helpful tool to really getting my my mission out there of you know, taking care of uh, the music. Well, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Um, we're really looking forward to you coming to Memphis. Is there anything you're looking forward to coming to Memphis about? Yes, I, I'm, I've been there before. Um, you know, I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, but you know, I, I love sports in general. You know, no, no love lost with the, with the Grizz. Um, I am looking forward to uh, checking out a few of your your museums that you have there. Um, I heard the civil. You guys are home to the Civil Rights Museum, and there's also a music library. One of my friends, uh, Rick. His name is Rick, and he uh, he works. He works for uh, television. He lives. He, he he was born in Memphis, but he lives in Nashville. So uh, he he might have a few things to to show me. But I I was there passing through uh, during a powwow before, and I, oh, I'm trying to think of that. I think it's Porky's. Corky's. Yes. Yeah, barbecue. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't get the sauce last time. I got I got to go back for that. We so. just had the Memphis barbecue. Back. International Barbecue Fest this weekend, so that's all right. There's there's a lot of good spots around town, oh, so when you're in town, you'll get 
15 different recommendations. <laughs> They're all pretty good. I know. I I know. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. My mom's an Elvis fan, so I got, you know, I already been done to death. My mom's just, you know, so I got to. Got to do that. I got to, yeah. I lost my TCB lighter, too. I got to go get another TCB lighter. I'm a lighter nice. collector. If I could zoom, if I could zoom out, you could see all my junk behind me. Lucky my wife's not on the Zoom call to affirm that, but um, I, I I can't wait to uh, check out you know, the record stores around. Um, I'm a huge hip hop guy, so nice. it's just you know Memphis is you know this Tennessee alone. I I can't wait to to drive from Nashville all the way across to Memphis. So we go to Nashville the day before, but I I really can't wait to get to that. We can't wait to have you. Thanks so much again. Yes. Have a good one. Yes, you too. See you. You're listening to Sonosphere right here on WYXR 91.7 and on the web at WYXR.org. And that was my interview with Joe Rainey, Pow Wow wow vocalist, and uh, his album Ninetta is out now. And and, uh, we're going to be hosting him here in Memphis at the Crosstown Green Room, so be sure to check that out if you can. Friday, May 26th. Um, I'm going to leave you now with, uh, you know, we talked about the song that I couldn't uh, pronounce earlier, <laughs> Bejigo. Uh, beautiful song. Uh, I'll play that. And then if there's time, I may go into a, another tune where Joe, uh, again, collaborates with Andrew Broder. Um, and so stay tuned for some more Joe Rainey right here on WYXR. And we'll have Riding in Rhythm coming up next after my show. So stay tuned to WYXR. Hey, hey. 
most beautiful in the sense I come to the century, I come to death because that's the way it is. I come to death and death and death. Also, with all these songs, the melody has a lot to do with the spirit of what drives and what continues with these dancers. an independent production of Sonosphere, produced by Amy S. and Chris Williams. Check us out at sonospherepodcast.com. Subscribe on iTunes and check us out on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.